0: Uh, For those of you that don't know, I'm Rob Greenwalt. Uh, We've been fans of Orchardville Church for years and years. Uh, In 2005, we left Orchardville Church uh, to pastor the First Christian Church in Wayne City. And then last year, I resigned, and we've been here ever since. And uh, it just seemed like a good fit to come back to Orchardville Church. And uh, a lot of familiar faces, and then a lot lot of new faces also. But uh, it is good to be here this morning. I want to talk to you this morning, and this is just so fitting for today, and I think that, you know, we all know that this church and many people in the congregation, I mean, uh, you know, uh, Pastor Mark and Sister Kay, they've touched so many lives, and uh, so this morning I want to talk to you about uh, peace on the inside, peace on the inside, and you know, peace in the world today is, is almost unheard of. You know, that it don't matter how much money you have, you cannot buy peace. You know, it don't matter how big of a nation and how mighty of a nation it is, you cannot buy peace. You know, all over, we all know lots of things going on in the Middle East and and all the work that's going on there and they're trying to figure out peace and trying to figure out peace. But yet, it just cannot be accomplished. You know, peace is a, it's a, it's a tricky thing. It's a, it's a difficult thing to find sometimes. And it's also a difficult thing to maintain many times. But I want to assure you that we can have peace. We can walk in peace uh, I know there's several ministers in the service this morning. I don't know if you're like me, but whenever God drops a message into my heart, you know, it starts with a little seed, and then it grows, and I write on anything I can find. And then a few days later, I'll write some more stuff on anything I can find. And and, and what always happens to me is that before I preach the message that the Lord gives me, I have to live that message that the Lord gives me. So, for the last few weeks, every, t- every time my blood pressure starts to go up, ah, where's my peace? And I cannot tell you how that has helped me being conscious and being aware and looking at the scriptures and, and realizing that God has set this up that we can walk in peace. Not to go too far, but when we was here at Pastor Mark's visitation and, and we come through along with hundreds and hundreds of other people and we spoke with Sister K just for a moment and she said that she was planning on doing praise and worship the following Sunday and I thought, man, that's what that is. That's Peace. To know whom you have believed. To know that all of this, to know all the teaching and, and all the building and all the, and all the things over the last years and years. It, it's not all a show. It's, it's a part, it's a life, it's a truth that countless individuals have lost their lives for. That, so that we could come here today and raise our hands and not be persecuted. We could come here today and preach the life-changing gospel of Jesus Christ and that lives could be changed. It's, it's a truth. I tell you, you cannot listen to the secular media. You cannot listen to the educated, educated people that tell you that there's no proof to back up the Bible. That's, you know, I, I love apologetics. I I preach apologetic sermons from time to time, but I love them because, kind of, what apologetics is, it it looks outside the Bible for proof that the Bible is true. All right? So it goes outside, it looks at secular things, whether it's in the stars or or whatever the case may be, and it proves that the Bible is true. So we're not living a lie. Everybody say that. We're not living a lie. Glory to God. To me, that would be the saddest thing in the world, to live a lie. To live a lie. That would be sad. But peace is what we're talking about today. Peace on the inside. Glory to God. If you've got your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Acts 16. We're going to be looking at Paul and Silas just briefly. Acts 16, Paul and Silas talking about peace on the inside. Peace on the inside. So if you've got your Bible, go ahead and turn there. Acts 16, and we'll start in verse 16. And just to bring you up to date, so there might be some new believers here that don't, haven't heard this scripture or don't know this scripture. But what had happened here was Paul and Silas, they had, was on their way to praying and they had cast a, a demon out of a, of a young girl and they were walking in the will of God and because of the things that they had done for the Lord, uh, they got through in prison and then, we'll, and, then we'll, uh, and then I'll wait just a moment and we'll go from there. So Acts 16, 16 and it says, and it happened that we were going to a place of prayer. Now how many of you know that's a good thing? Going to a place of prayer is a good thing. You might even say that they was in the will of God. And this was a daily thing. If we read along a little farther, we'll see that that was a daily thing, that they went to a place of prayer. Drop down to verse 18. And it talks about this girl, the spirit of divination. Verse 18, it says, she continued doing this for many days. But Paul was greatly annoyed and turned to the spirit. And I command in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of her. Now, once again, it is obvious that they were in the will of God. They were doing God's will. They was going to a place to pray on a regular basis. They was casting out demons in the name of Jesus. So you would have to agree that they were in the will of God. They were doing God's work. Amen. So you would think all would be rosy. You would think all would be right with the world. Well, let me tell you, as long as we're upon this earth, there will always be bad things happen to good people. Always. And I can't explain it. I don't know anybody that can explain it. Uh, it's just, it, we live in a fallen world. I will tell you that. We live in a fallen world. We're not in heaven yet. You know, and, and, and several years ago, the Lord showed me, you know what would happen if God's perfect will was done upon this earth? You know what it would be like? Somebody knows, I know. It'd be like heaven, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be great? But it's not. We're not there yet. So, so God, God don't ever promise. I hope nobody ever sold you a bill of goods telling you that when you receive Christ and walk with him, you'll never have any heartache, never have any turmoil because we live in a fallen world. What we can promise Is that when you go through hard times, when you even go through the joyous times, God will be with us. His presence, his will will be with us. Glory to God. Let's pick it up in verse 22. Talking about Paul and Silas and they're in the will of God. And it said, the crowd rose up against them and the chief magistrate tore their robes off of them and proceeded to beat them with rods. Some of us, we might think once again, oh, I thought they was in the will of God. Well, they was. They was doing what God had showed them to do. Verse 23. And when they had inflicted many blows upon them, they threw them and printed and commanded a jailer to guard them uh, securely. Verse 24. And he having received the commandment, threw them in the jail, and they fastened them in stocks. So not only was they in jail, but they was fastened in stocks. So here, all this was happening, as far as they knew, they were doing everything God was leading them to do. But then this this force rose up against them. Bad things happened. But then notice their attitude, and this changes everything. And this is my first point I want you to see today. In verse 25, it says Then about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Now they wasn't singing and praying and glorifying God because of where they were. They wasn't glorifying God because of their big house sitting on top of a hill. They wasn't glorifying God because of their massive bank accounts. They were glorifying God because they knew whom they had believed. Because they knew of the blessings that God had brought to them. And they was acknowledging that. At our lowest times, many times, we just need to stand up and shout and say glory to God. And praise him. I always loved it back 2005 and prior. That's when I uh, know most about Orchardville Church. Why, uh, Pastor Mark, he, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but he'd always uh, have a stand up and shout once in a while. And I always loved that because, I mean, ah, I like to shout, shouting to the Lord. And he'd always talk about, I think it's this Kentucky guy that, you know, he went, didn't go to church very often. Hadn't been saved very long, I don't guess. And uh, and the pastor told him to stand up and shout to the Lord, and the old Kentucky guy said, "Hot diggity dog!" You know. So that was uh, that's Pastor Mark's story. I don't know if it's true or not. Okay, so so if you're from Kentucky, uh, it's not me. It it could have been from Wayne County too. You know, (laughs) just as easily could have been from Wayne County. But with all this happening in Paul and Silas' life, they praised God. They glorified him. They raised him up. Now, I'm not going to spend any more time on this scripture. There's lots of points that I skipped over just for time's sake. But this is why I want you to read. And you can read the rest of this later on this afternoon if you'd like. But see, the important thing here, if you'll go ahead and read there, there were people watching Paul and Silas. They were watching them. You believers! I'm watching you. I know you're going to trip up and you're going to mess up. It's just a matter of time. Just like us today. You know, people have been watching Orchardville Church. I've had people say, what's going to happen over there? What's going to happen over there, you know? (laughs) Well, we're going to preach, teach, and serve. You know, that's what we're going to do. You know, that's what. I mean. Pastor Mark was a great man, but we don't serve Pastor Mark. We don't worship him. You know, I've had, I've had people tell me, I invite people to church over the years and, uh, and said, well, there's a bunch of hypocrites up there. And, I, and I, Finally, the Lord told me what to tell them. You want to know what to tell them? That's, I've, the Lord finally dropped it in me. He said, this is what you tell them. That's why we don't serve man. Because we're all hypocrites. That's why we serve God. Amen. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Long story short, people were watching Paul and Silas. And ultimately, because they sang praises and worshiped God in the worst of times, people were watching. And then what happened? People got saved and God got the glory. Amen. How many know that's what it's all about? It's all about God getting the glory. When we sing praises and worship to him, it's not about us. It's about him. It's about raising him up and glorifying him and praising his name. Glory to God. But you know, there's something about peace. You have to choose peace. And I really learned that this last few weeks. When the Lord, like I said, when the Lord dropped this into my heart and I started piecing it together, and then I would catch myself. Oh, what about peace? But we have to choose that because everything wants your peace. Have you ever been driving to work and just had a glorious day? Maybe you got the Vine on, 90.9. You're listening to the Vine, and they got an awesome song on, and you're just glorious, and you walk into work, <laughs> and somebody wants to take your peace the first thing in the morning. Does anybody? Oh, I'm the only one, huh? So everybody wants to take your peace. Sometimes we even think our spouses want to take your (laughs) peace. Of course they don't, but we think that sometimes. (laughs) So everything wants to take our peace. And that's why it's so important that we have to choose that. We have to determine in our hearts and in our minds, hey, I know I'm not going to worry about all this stuff. I'm not going to let that stuff drag me down. I am trusting God. And you know what? That is so easy to say, and it's not easy to do. But if you can do that, if you can do that, your life. You know, I always love new believers. And and this is a great example of peace right here. I always love new believers. Most new believers, because they get saved, and they're just so thrilled and happy, and, and they, don't, they, they don't want anything else. They just want to do God's will. Whatever the Lord wants me to do, I'll go anywhere and do anything. I mean, they're just so at peace. And then six months later, you see them, and they're all baggage. <laughs> and they're pulling this weight around. What'd they do? Well, they, they set their peace aside, and they went back and picked up all the baggage they had prior to salvation. But we don't have to do that. We can choose. We can choose that peace. Amen. In Joshua 24, this is the last chapter of Joshua. And this Joshua is coming to the end of his life. And he gathers all the the tribes of Israel together. He he gathers them all together. And this is a classic scripture that many of you probably even have hanging. And it says, choose this day whom you will serve. And what Joshua does there, he brings them all together and he starts naming, not all, but many, many of the times that God moved upon their behalf. Time after time, God did this for you. God did this for you. God did this for you. God sent the hornets. God did this. He parted the water. He drowned the the, the Romans. He done all of this and he names them all. And then he turns to them and says, choose this day. Whom you will serve. You know, I think he was talking to the whole multitude, but I think when he said those last few words, I think he looked eye to eye at individuals and said, You choose. Because, see, it's not about a whole church choosing, it's about every individual sitting in here. You know, I always loved it when Pastor Mark said, There goes the church. See, this building, this this is an awesome building, but it's not the church. You are the church. And that's why it's so important. I'll tell you what makes this church great is you. You are the ones that make this church great. And I want to encourage you today. You choose. You choose peace. You choose to serve the Lord. Only one place. Only one place you can get it. I never never want to give the problem without giving the answer. And the answer for peace is Jesus Christ. And it's exemplified in Mark 4. In Mark 4, this is an account of Jesus and the disciples, and it's getting ready to cross over to the, uh, to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. So, Jesus gets on the boat, and his disciples get on the boat. And you know, I'm sure you are familiar with this story. And this great storm arises, and it's tossing the boat to and fro, and, and the disciples are just scared or worried, or they're, they're fearing for their lives. And so they went and they woke Jesus up, and they said, "Master, do you not care? Speak! You know, or are you going to let us die out here?" And Jesus, of course, he says, "No." He went up and he spoke to the storm and peace, covered the water. You know, a couple of points I want to point out here. First of all, there was disciples there, and they couldn't speak to the storm. There was only one person that could speak to that storm, that could speak to that turmoil. Has anybody ever had had a storm in your life? There's no one. It don't matter what your last name is, what your first name is, where you live, or anything that isolates you from having storms in life. But in this story, Jesus was the only one that could bring peace to a bad situation. It's no different today. It don't matter who you are what you are, if your bank account's big or little. Jesus Christ is the only one that can bring peace to you. That's why one of his names is Prince of Peace. Amen. See, really, walking in peace is really an example of us walking in faith. It's not easy to walk in faith, and it's not easy to walk in peace. But we can do it with Christ's help. We can do it. Here's the thing about peace. Here's the thing about our walking with the Lord. See, your pastor can't walk in peace for you. He can come and visit you. He can give you a scripture to stand on. He can do all these things. Your, uh, your Sunday school teacher, you know, your spouse, they, they can't do these things. We all choose whether to walk in peace ourselves. That's a choice that we have to make. It's up to us to make that decision. How many of you? Uh, does anybody here watch the uh, the show Alaskan Bush People? Anybody watch that? Isn't that an awesome show? The reason that we like that show here. Here's what I love about the show: there is first of all, there's no cussing, but even more than that, there's no beeps either. Have you ever noticed that? <laughs> no beeps. I mean, in, in the society anymore, you think beeps are a part of a show. You just think, hell, they just beeped again. I don't know what they're doing, but. But this show, it don't have any cussing, it don't have any beef either one, so it's a great show. But, but here's the thing. Their, their first house burnt down, and I'm, I'm going to get this wrong, so don't, this isn't exactly the way it was. Or, it's just what I remember. So their first house burnt down, and then another house they, I don't know, they got ran out of or something. So they bought a big boat, and the big boat sank. And they got like a quadrillion kids. How many got, nine or eight, seven? They got seven kids, my wife says. She's probably, she's probably right. And and so they bought this big boat and the boat sank. So then all they had left was a little bit of money to buy some ground way, 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 way out in the boonies in Alaska. And guess what's on this land? Nothing. There's absolutely nothing there. And yet, when they get to this place, you know what they talk about? Blessings. They talk about being, man, they talk about being blessed. Blessings isn't on the outside. That's not where blessings are. Blessings on the inside. On the inside. Mm. That's where the Holy Ghost is. It's on the inside. That's where our blessings are. One more, I'm almost done. In 1 Kings 17, this is a great example of peace. 1 Kings 17 is the story about a widow woman and her son. And it says, the scripture says that it's her plan, all that she can see in the future, all that she can Imagine the best thing, possibly, the best thing that she can imagine in her mind for her and her son is to eat their last meal and die. That's you know, that's her plan. That's all that she can, that's all she has to work with is this last meal. So she's they're gonna eat this last meal and die. And and if you if you read that, you can almost read over it so fast and really just not think much about it but but just think about that for a while the Bible the the Bible really don't give us a lot of details about that but think about that you know if you're thinking you know tomorrow well you know we're gonna eat and we're gonna die that's as far as her hope could take her but God so you know she was in a place of torment you know that she was crying out to God. You know that she was, she was trying to do something. She is trying to think. You guys know how mamas are. Mamas, they will fight for their baby cubs, won't they? That mama, them mama bears, you got to watch them mama bears. And this mama, I assure you, I know that this mama bear was going to do anything she could for her and her son. But she didn't have anything to work with. She had one meal and that was it. But God had a prophet. And he needed needed to be taken care of. So God sent Elijah to this widow woman. So the widow woman could could take care of him. Now, I always wondered in this this passage. Wouldn't you think that, that there would be a. Uh, you know, like a, a rich man around the corner instead of some widow woman that didn't have anything? Wouldn't there be like, you know, uh, uh, well, right before that, God, the ravens brought, brought, uh, who was it? Elijah. The ravens brought Elijah food right before that, and he drank out of the stream. So God supplied for him so- before that. So why couldn't God continue to do that? Why would God put a burden on a widow woman with one son that has just enough food to eat it, one meal, that's it, and then life is over? Why, why would God do that? Let me tell you why. Because that widow woman, she needed to do something. She needed to give. She didn't have, she was out, She was at the end of a rope. See, that's, and that's, just a side thought, that's the way some of us, some of we are with, with our finances. We really don't have, we don't make enough money to sustain us. That's why we need to pay our tithes. So that God can, can take that little 10% and bless it and then turn it, give it back to us. But see, that's, that's why this widow woman, that's why it was so important that she help Elijah. Because she was at the end of her rope. And if she didn't help the prophet Elijah... She was going to eat her last meal and die. But you know what she did? She responded to God. She responded to the prophet of God. The prophet of God says, you, it says you, you take that last meal, that little bit you have, and you fix me a meal first. And the prophet told her, and then your meal won't run out, your oil won't run out, and you'll be good. You know what happened? That's exactly what happened. She took that little bit that she had and she prepared and done. What would she do? She obeyed God. She obeyed God. I'll tell you, my message is real simple this morning. God wants us to walk in peace. You know what? You, you, might, you might actually say that the Christian life' life, our most valuable resource, our most valuable asset, is peace. I don't know what would be greater. I don't know what would be greater. Let's see. How are we going to do this? Praise team, you want to come? Brian, how are we going to do this, brother? Okay. Peace. Peace. It's a choice. It's a choice. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Let's bow our heads, shall we, please? Dear Heavenly Father, we do worship you and we praise you today, Father. We thank you for your goodness And your mercy, we just love you, Lord. and We praise you, Father. Father, right now, we just pray that you'll move upon each and every person here. Father, we pray for the unsaved here today, Father. Father, we pray that they may come to know you, the Prince of Peace. Father, I just pray right now that everyone here, Father, if they have not been able to walk in the peace, in your love and your mercy, that they'll make a decision today to fight for that peace to stand for that peace. Go ahead, praise team, whenever you're ready. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So if you are here today and you've never received, if you've never met the Prince of Peace, today you can. I cannot promise you that it'll be a a bouquet of roses. The rest of your life will be great and filled with chocolates and cherries. I can't promise you that. But what I can promise you is an opportunity to walk in peace. I can promise you that our Lord and Savior will be right beside you. When you go down into a valley, He will go down in there with you. When you go up on a a mountaintop, He will go up there with you. I can assure you. That when it comes your time to go on to be with the Lord, if you've received Him as your Lord and Savior, and you walk with Him, I can assure you, He has a place prepared for you. A place in heaven. Not like this place. Not like this earth. A place of no sorrow. A place of no tears. A place of no turmoil. A place of constant peace. I can assure you that. I can assure you that. I cannot promise you all those things, but I can't promise you eternal peace. Isn't that something? Amen. Amen. If you have a need this morning, please come. If you've never received Christ, your Lord and Savior, please come. If you're a born-again child of God, you know, sometimes we just have to declare. Sometimes we just have to tell ourselves. We have to take control of our mind. And we just have to, you know, some people even call it, you have to have a come to Jesus meeting with yourself. And we just have to be honest. Sometimes, I'll tell you, another Pastor Mark Mark quote, I heard him say one time, is that Christians don't tell lies, we sing lies. And it's so important for us as Christians to be honest with ourselves. If you have not been walking in peace, if you haven't been walking as close to the Lord as you want, that just needs to—God will forgive you for it. Ask Him to forgive you, and then repent. Just turn around and and start following Him. That's what He wants. So right now, you don't have to come up here, but if that sounds like you, if you have not been following God the way that you know you should— And the way that you know that He wants you to, just right now, just quietly, close your eyes and commit back unto Him. Ask Him to strengthen you. Ask Him to show you. Ask Him to show you the right things to do and the wrong things not to do. Amen. Come ahead. Come ahead if you have a need this morning. Thank you, Lord.